So we're holding by Malach Malaf, where a Perek test, Pasuches, this year we started as a Schusli Linishma, Sicheskel Shraga ben Avram Yehuda, it should also be a Schusli Linishma, Sabachia Macha ben Asher, Moshe ben Daniel Chaim Eloza ben Shem Shinari, as well as a Schutzfafu, Shlem of Chaim Moshe Shua ben Malka. So we are in the middle of the dire warning that Hashem gives to Shlem ben Melech that the a base of Middash will only remain with the Shekhinah in it, and Klai will only remain in Eretz Yisrael, provided that they are faithful to the Torah and faithful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But now HaKadosh Baruch Hu continues with what will happen if Klai Yisrael strays. So Pasuk Ches, Ve'abayis Hazeh Yiyah El Yoyin, and this base of Middash, which will, which will be so exalted, Kol Oyver Alav, whoever will pass by it after its destruction, Yishayim Bisharak, they will be amazed, astonished, and they will whistle the Amru, and they will say in disbelief, Why did Hashem do such a thing to this land and to this temple? And then they will answer in response, Because they left, they abandoned Hashem, their God, who took their, their fathers out of Mitzrayim, and instead, they grabbed on to other gods, foreign gods, and they uh, served them, and they, uh, I'm sorry, they bowed down to them, and they served them. Therefore, that's why Hashem brought all this evil upon them. That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu destroyed Eretz Yisrael, destroyed the Beis Hamikdash, and exiled the people. So the passerbys are going to look in amazement at the uh, destroyed land, at the at the destroyed Beis Hamikdash, and they will whistle in this. That will be the reaction in the astonishment uh, of the uh, end of the Beis Hamikdash, which ha- was on such a high level. But they will understand, as the pasuk says, they will understand that this was brought on Klai Yisrael because Klai Yisrael abandoned Hashem. Now the pasuk is saying, until Klai Yisrael sins, the Beis Hamikdash will be so exalted and on such a high level that it would seem inconceivable that it could ever be destroyed, and that's why. When Klai Yisrael ultimately sins, and it does get destroyed, that's why the nations of the world will be shocked and astonished that this could even occur, because there was a point in time where they would think that the Beis HaMikdash was impenetrable and, and um, would last forever. So in line with what we talked about last time, the Medrash and Shemais Rabbah says that just like a human body begins to decay once the Neshama leaves it, so too the Beis HaMikdash becomes an empty shell when Klai Yisrael sins and the Kedusha Sabayas leaves, returning to Shemayim. The enemies of Klai Yisrael have no power against the Beis HaMikdash because it is on such a high level. However, if that Kedusha leaves as a result of the Averis of Klai Yisrael, so then the enemies are able to conquer because there's nothing left. There's no Kedusha left. It's just an empty building of stones and, and wood and the Kedusha is gone and so therefore the enemies are able to defeat it. There's an interesting... Lashon that's used here in the Pasuk as compared with Divrei Ayamim. Here, the, the Pasuk says, is a Lashon Asid, the future. It will be exalted. In Divrei Ayamim, the same Pasuk, it, it's described as Hasher Haya, that was, meaning in the past. So the Redak and the Ralbag translate our Pasuk in line with the Pasuk in Divrei Ayamim, that it means to say, that it's referring to the past that this base Amigdash, which was exalted at one time, will be will will fall from grace. However, the Abarbanel says that our two psukim are actually referring to different things. Our pasuk, which is referring to the future, is talking about that even though the base of Amigdash will be destroyed, but it will ultimately be rebuilt, and that 
final base of Mikdash, that third base of Mikdash, yeah, Elyon will be will be exalted. Similarly, the Meshachachma explains that the uh, Sefer of Melachim is a book of Nevuah written by Yermio, who was able to see Benevuah, the future greatness of that Beis HaMikdash. The book of Divrei Yamim, which was written by Ezra, was only written with Ruach HaKodesh, which was a lesser degree of, of, uh, of revelation by Hashem, and that did not include uh, being able to see and gain insight into the exalted nature of the future Beis HaMikdash. So, so Ezra is referring backwards to the of Beis Hamikdash that existed, Yermio is Yia Elyon. He's referring to the future third Beis Hamikdash. Before the first Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, we said that the kedusha went up to Shemayim, and it was sto- it stored there until the final Beis Hamikdash, the third Beis Hamikdash, which was already stated through Nevoah by Yecheskel Anavi before the first Chorban, before the, the, the Chorban by Yisrishon happened. That kedusha is ready to be brought down, and that's what the Navi means. Uh, when he says, that that Kedusha, that Beis HaMikdash that's in Shemayim will come down, and Beis HaMikdash fire will come down on this world, containing all the Kedusha that was stored up from the first Beis HaMikdash. Malbam explains the uh, the remarks of the foreign nations, which Hashem tells Shleim, that they will understand that Klai Yisrael was exiled, that Klai Yisrael lost that special connection with Hashem because they have a special relationship with Hashem. They are not subject to Kaychavim and Mazalois, that whatever is in the stars, whatever fortunes are told, Klai Yisrael is held to. But no, we, are, we operate outside of Kaychavim and Mazalois. We are future Ahashkacha is managed directly by Hashem. And so for that reason, if we abandon Hashem, so then we get punished in a special way that the other nations of the world don't get punished. The other nations of the world engage in Avaita Zara, they are not punished to the same extent that Klai Yisrael is, because at the end of the day, they are subject to Chavim and Mazolites. They don't have that special Ashkacha, that special relationship with Hashem, and so they are not held as accountable as we are when we stray. In line with mentioning one difference between uh, the Psukim here in Malachim and the Psukim in Divriya Yamim, I want to mention another one, which has to do with Pasuk Zion that we learned last time. Our Pasuk Zion says, that I will cut off Klai Yisrael from the face of the earth. Now the same Lashon in Divriya Yamim, the same Pasuk uses a different Lashon. It says, I will uproot them. Uproot is obviously a much stronger word than to cut down, because when you talk in terms of a tree, if a tree is cut, if you chop down a tree, but you leave the stump, conceivably the stump could regrow and the tree could be uh, uh, could could reform one day. But if you uproot the tree completely, you, you uproot the roots, so then the tree is lost forever. So here in Malachim, the Navi referred to uh, refers to it as Vechrati, that it's possible that Klaisol will regroup and reform. However, when Ezra and the Anshe Knesset Agdaila wrote Divrei Yamim, it was already after the return from Bavel where it was painfully obvious that the majority of Klai Yisrael opted to remain in Gullus. They would not have the same level, the same uh, connection with Hashem in Eretz Yisrael. They would not be zoichet to the same level of Kedusha in the Beis HaMikdash as they had before. And so they looked at it as if it was an uprooting, meaning that Klai Yisrael's status would not be restored during the second Beis HaMikdash as it was during the first. And that's why they used a stronger Lashon of Unisashtim as opposed to Vechrati.